Welcome to the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and it is my mission to keep your creative spark alive, no matter how crazy your life gets. This podcast will teach you how to find the space to light your creative spark and fire up your creative side business. You can stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us on Instagram at Creative Spark Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my free Creative Headspace Challenge. Head over to creativespark.link forward slash headspace and learn how to calm your mind, clear your thoughts and open up headspace for creativity. Now let's dive into today's episode. About 21 years ago, I was gifted a copy of a book called The Artist Way and it was written by Julia Cameron. And it's safe to say that that book changed my life. Now specifically, there was a tool in that book that changed my life and that tool was called Morning Pages. And the way Morning Pages works is it just allows you every morning to dump all that brain chatter out of your head and onto the page. And it seems really weird at the time that you're doing it and it's a very strange process to go through, but the results are genuinely life-changing. Before I started using Morning Pages, I was always in my head, I was always overthinking things, I would go round and round on the same problem and never reach a solution. I just would beat myself up about stuff in my head. And also if you think too much about the future, you get quite anxious. And if you think too much about the past and the mistakes you've made, you tend to get quite depressed. And so that was probably why that person gave me the copy of Artist Way. Yeah, I just started using Morning Pages as a tool, probably quite badly at the start. Um, and I've become you know, reasonably proficient at it ever since. But just that process of emptying my brain onto the page every morning that it just, it's like weeding a garden, you know, it's, it's, it's messy and it takes effort. But once you pull all that mess out and get rid of all the weeds, eventually it just allows the garden to flourish. It allows all of the, the creativity that's in your brain and your subconscious, it just allows its space to flourish. So I bang on and on about morning pages to anybody who listen. Um, and, you know, people often say, oh yeah, I tried them, but I stopped doing them and it really is a kind of, it's it's a workout. It's definitely a workout. I'm not going to lie to you and it's it's actually quite difficult when you first get started on doing your morning pages because just like when you decide to clean out a cupboard or a closet or an attic that nobody's touched for 20 years, you've got a lot of work to do. There's a lot of mess and a lot of dust and as you start rummaging through the junk, you start finding things and going, oh, haven't thought about this for a while or oh, haven't seen that. And so it can take a long time to sort through all the stuff that's in there. Um, and so that's why it, people tend to stop, unfortunately, because it's such an arduous task. But to really keep laboring the metaphor um, a little bit more, you know, once you clean out that cupboard, if a little bit of mess builds up, it's much easier and quicker to just clear it out again. Or indeed, if we want to go back to the garden metaphor, you know, once a few weeds start to grow back, it's fairly easy to pluck them out again and the garden goes back to growing. So it's a, diff it's a hard sell. It's hard to get anybody to do it, I will be honest, um, because they, they do it and it's painful and they go, I don't want to do that again. And it really is a case of having to push through all of that crap that you're going to find when you first start the process of, of doing your morning pages. But um, 21 years later, I am here to tell you that this tool really works. And whether you want to call them morning pages or creative stream of consciousness journaling, or brain dumping, however you want to kind of frame it. It's that idea of just getting all of the words 
that are rattling around in your head out of your head and it just gives you then room to think clearly. So the way that I was sold on this is Julia Cameron kind of talks about accessing your subconscious and that was a really interesting concept to me. So just to outline how the subconscious works, it's sort of like your hard drive. It's like where it's where the, the processing stuff is stored. And so, you know, one example I can give is that if you're lying in bed and you're lying there and your conscious mind is going, I really should get up. I really should get out of bed. And then suddenly a few minutes later, you launch yourself out of bed <laughs> and up you get. And that was because you gave an instruction to your subconscious and then your subconscious took over and got you out of bed. Another example, if you drive a car, might be that when you're first learning to drive a car, you consciously think about all of the steps that you're taking. So, you know, you check your mirrors and you put your foot on the brake and then you start the car and then you put it in gear and you do all the things and you have to keep thinking and remembering to think about how to drive a car. And then eventually all of those instructions get embedded in your subconscious and then they become a subconscious activity. And so that means that you can now start thinking about what to cook for dinner or what you said to that person in that conversation. And in the meantime, your subconscious is driving the car. So you often get to work or get where you're going and can't really remember getting there, but it was your subconscious that drove you. So the subconscious, it's sort of, it's it's where the habits take over, but it's also where some processing is happening. And also I think dreaming happens in the subconscious. So you'll wake up in the morning and I know I do and my subconscious will present me with things that it's been working on over the <laughs> over the time I've been sleeping. And it, it sort of tells me in my morning pages or even just when I wake up, my subconscious will present me with things that I really need to be turning my attention to today. So the way that morning pages works in particular with connecting with your subconscious is that it just sort of allows that voice to come forward. And so I'll go into a bit more detail in a minute about how to actually do morning pages properly. But the way the process works is that by clearing away all the brain chatter, and that usually takes about a page and a half of writing, depending how much stuff you've got going on in there. And then once you've cleared that, you've actually got this sort of um, a channel connects with your subconscious and then you're able to just let that stuff pour out onto the page. And often I can be quite surprised with what shows up. So it's not me consciously writing things. It's my subconscious telling me what it wants to tell me. I don't know if you've read the book Conversations with God, but I think that was what was happening to the author was he was just connecting with his subconscious and letting it communicate with him. It's, it's You can call it opening up a channel if you like. Um, and often people, when they get in the creative flow state, that's how they describe it, is that something else takes over. And I really firmly believe that a lot of this can be housed in your subconscious and that Morning Pages is a really reliable tool to access your magical subconscious voice. And that's where all the creative ideas come from and that's where creativity is housed. So as a creative person, I really think that you just, you know, it's a real game changer and I hate that cliche, but I really do think it's a game changer with your creativity to be able to reliably connect to your creative subconscious on a sort of daily basis. So that's that's my morning pages story. So let's go through a few of the nuts and bolts in terms of why you might want to consider adding this tool to your creative arsenal. And certainly for a lot of people I speak to, it becomes a, a convincing moment where I just get you to 
give it another go because I promise you, yes, the first few times are fairly arduous, but it does get easier and it becomes just a part of my habit um, to just dump my brain every morning onto those pages. The way it works is that you are just opening up a connection with the words in your mind. And so people tend to get hung up with the idea that they need to write structured sentences and that they need to pay attention to spelling and punctuation and phrasing and grammar. And that really is missing the point of stream of consciousness writing. It's much more important to just let the words flow onto the page in whatever form they need to and however they need to show up. And in fact, often when I write my morning pages, I can't read back what I've written. I mean, it's just illegible. It's this scrawling across the page. But what it does is it's a way of communicating with my brain. So I know what I was trying to say to myself, but nobody could necessarily read what I was trying to say to myself. So letting go of that need for structured sentences, for punctuation, for correct grammar, just letting go of all that and just really focusing on letting the words come out. The other trick is to not stop and think. So when I set this as an assignment for some of my students, I'll see them kind of, you know, write a little bit and then they'll put the pen up to their mouth and look up. And I'm like, no, no, you're thinking about what to write next. That's missing the point. You need to be tapping into your subconscious, which means you need to write nonstop. And so even if they're just writing, this woman is an idiot. I've no idea what to write. This is a stupid activity. This is a stupid exercise. I'm cold. I'm hungry. I don't care what you're writing. It's more about the fact that you're writing, not what you're writing. Because eventually you get sick of writing, I don't know what to write, and you actually just calm down and allow that connection to open up with your subconscious. And it doesn't always work. Sometimes you do just write shopping lists and to-do lists and all of the things that you're actually worried about in the conscious thought. But, you know, five times out of seven, I'll, I'll get some good stuff. Some good ideas will present themselves from my subconscious onto the page that I wouldn't have consciously thought about any other way. The other trick is to aim to write really fast. So this pushes through the fact that you don't stop and think what you're writing, but also it means that something that probably used to take me 40 to 45 minutes, now I can get done in 15 to 20 minutes. So just in terms of a busy day, if something is quicker because you're writing quickly, and you're getting better and faster at writing quickly, then it means that the tool is less onerous because it takes up less time in your day. So don't worry if it takes a long time at the start. Um, you can pretty much get it down to about 15 or 20 minutes. And the important thing is just letting go of what you're writing in terms of the concepts. Um, and sometimes, yeah, I, I look back at this stuff and go, if someone else is going to read this, they're going to think I'm absolutely crazy. This is the ramblings of a crazy woman. But the fact is that's the point. The subconscious, just like your dreams, they're not sensible. They don't make sense to everybody. They don't necessarily make sense to you. But if they are going to make sense to anybody, it is you. And you'll understand what messages eventually are being pushed forward from your subconscious mind to your conscious mind. So it's really important to let go of what you're actually writing. And the analogy I like to use here is that when you're cleaning rubbish out of the cupboard, you don't then go back through the rubbish bin to look at what you've thrown away. So think of these words as rubbish. They really are being thrown away onto the page so that you've cleared out my space in your mind. And that's the point of using the morning pages tool or the journaling tool is to throw away the words and get them out of your head and clear space for creativity. 
So let's look at some actionable steps. If you want to take the step of writing morning pages or doing some active journaling or creative stream of consciousness writing, um, let's start looking at how you can develop your own morning ritual. So Julia Cameron has named these morning pages and many creatives I talk to, when you say morning pages, they understand the concept. But, you know, as a general descriptor, creative stream of consciousness is really what you're doing. The idea is to just write without thinking, write without stopping, and write regularly, write often, and write quickly. So for my morning ritual, this is how I go about it. I tend to use a paper journal, so those sort of A4 artist diaries. I hate the lines. If there's lines on my page, I really find that restricts what I'm writing. So I find just plain paper journals. You can also use just, you know, artist sketchbooks and things. If you really do want the lined notebook, then go for it. But I really, I really would advocate for a paper journal without lines. I also really like spiral-bound artist journals so that you can, you know, turn the page away from yourself and you, you've got a, a nice flat surface to write on. You should also choose a really good pen. Um, so this becomes a great debate at work as to, you know, what type of pens people like. So I'm a ballpoint girl, um, but other people obviously like felt tip pens. Whatever. I offer no judgment. It's just purely about whatever pen you like using. Um, so I once I found my particular brand of pilot ballpoints, um, I have boxes of them because I go through boxes of them. So my worst fear is just running out of ink in mid-flow. So I always make sure I've got two or three in my bag. And um, the ink flow is very smooth and it keeps up with the speed of my writing because now that I've been, you know, actively journaling for the last 21 years, I'm really fast at writing. So my pen needs to be able to keep up. Um, so once you've got that sorted out, so that might be a trip to the shop today or tomorrow, uh, maybe order something online and wait for that to arrive. Or if you're like most creative people, you've got, you know, seven or eight journals lying around already, haven't you? So go grab one of those and blow the dust off it and let's get it into service again. Now, a very important part of the process is that you have to make sure that no one is watching because if you're feeling self-conscious about this process, it takes you out of your subconscious and into your conscious. And also, if you think that anybody's going to read this stuff after you've written it, you'll start censoring yourself because, trust me, you will sound crazy. So if you're doing this properly, you don't want anyone to see what you're doing or read it afterwards. So make sure you can sort of hide yourself away from prying eyes. I like to go for a morning coffee. Um, so sometimes I'll go with my husband, but sometimes I'll go by myself. And, you know, he knows well enough to ignore me now, so I can just sit there and do it and he doesn't look at them. Um, but if you're not confident in your partner's ability to not sticky beak, then I would recommend you sneak off and do it. Start by maybe setting a timer for 15 minutes. So I find the pressure of a timer can be quite useful because otherwise you do just go, oh, well, I've got, you know, all morning to fill these three pages and so you meander your way through the pages and that tends to bring you back into your conscious mind. So by setting a timer and just saying I have to fill three pages in 15 minutes, it really forces you to write fast and smoothly and quickly without thinking or stopping or tripping yourself up. The other thing I would recommend is moving your phone away from you because I just find this irresistible urge to pick up my phone and have a look at stuff if I'm kind of journaling. So I tend to hide my phone in my bag and reward myself with a quick check of my phone after I've done my morning pages. So once you've set the timer, you've found yourself a nice comfortable place away from prying eyes, you've got your notebook, you've got your pen, 
get that timer going and don't stop until the timer rings. And so don't lift your pen to think. And that's really difficult because we tend to think about what we write. So just allowing the words to flow out for 15 minutes is really important. And the most important thing that I can tell you is to not read what you've written afterwards. That is a disaster because you'll start going, holy shit, I'm crazy. So don't read it. Just literally think of it as throwing words in the trash and then see what shows up. And finally, just start looking at how you can develop this as a morning habit. So if you have other morning habits that you can tap into, such as going and getting a coffee or a tea, uh, maybe sitting outside on the deck whilst you have breakfast, whatever it is that's part of your normal morning routine now, try and work in a 15-minute morning journaling session and just stick with it for a week and see how you go. The first few days will be messy. Um, you might download some stuff out of your brain that you didn't want to think about, but clearing it all out is the best way to make space for the creative thoughts to come into your empty mind. So just think about it as a bit of weeding, a spot of weeding the mental garden. It's a really important and life-changing process. I hope this episode has helped convince you to start daily journaling as a way to clear out your mental chatter and start using it as a tool to connect with your subconscious. Head to creativesparkpodcast.com forward slash blog forward slash episode two and look for the links to anything I've discussed in the episode in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's topic and want to go a little deeper, head over to creativesparkpodcast.com for all the resources mentioned in this episode. Please also head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. Remember to subscribe while you're there because it's easy to miss episodes when they pop up every few days. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and I will be back again very soon with another Creative Spark to light up your day.